podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome to Red Inco. I'm Jared Kimber. This episode of Red Inca is all about the speed gun and the damage done. So for it, we get on a quick who bowled before and after it. Name's Alex Tudor, Kim Bolton, cricket professional. We talk about what the speed gun did to bowlers, Joffre Archer, Courtney Walsh, slower balls technology, and what happened when someone threw a banana at Joel Garner. Freelance commentator and player in the summer still. You still get out there for some of those games, don't you? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, PCA captain, Professional Cricket Association. Uh, well, they call it P- PCA Legends now. It used to be PCA Masters, PCA Legends. We go up and down the country playing against clubs, schools, um, trying to raise money for whatever it is that they need to do, be it a new clubhouse, some nets, whatever it is within the community. We do that. You know, we've got a busy summer. So really, really looking forward to that. And it's a good opportunity to see a lot of the lads that used to play back in the day. So this podcast is about something that I think you might have said when we were on air together at TalkSport, and it's one of those things when I heard it, it instantly made sense, but I don't think I'd ever heard anyone else say it or, mm. or, or anything like that before. You have this theory that speed guns have changed fast bowling forever. Can you explain that to the audience? Yeah, so uh, yeah, I remember I remember that time when we was on and we were, we were commentating and obviously very much now when especially a bowler who can bowl at express pace, the first thing we do is look at the speed gun, where back in the day it was pretty much, how's he hitting the gloves? How's that person hitting the bat? That's when you generally knew someone was bowling with some serious pace, where now, you know, the speed gun, it's all, you know, technology's moved on, and the first thing we do is look at the speed gun. And I was just thinking from my point of view, because obviously when I first started there was no speed gun, and the back of my career there was a speed gun. And you are very conscious if you're a fast bowler, you want to bowl fast. So as soon as you bowled your delivery, the first thing you do is look at the speed gun to see what pace it is. And you'll be like, well, I thought I bowled quicker than that. <laughs> so I just, I just think that the pressure of the speed gunner, and it was evident when we went to Australia, actually, because it was the first time I think it sort of got introduced in that 98, 99 series. And our great friend, Darren Goff, Literally, he, you know, Goffey always felt he was one of the quickest bowlers in the world, and he was. And he was very much against the gun. He wasn't, sometimes it would be game scenario, whatever. He's just worried about bowling the fastest ball of the day. And there was a point where I think Alan Mullally had asked him to, you know, Goffey, why don't you throw in a slower ball? Your, your slower ball's quite good. And Goffey, straight away being Goffey, was like, that's going to bring down my average. Uh, you know, so it was just, and it just made me think with, how young bowlers are now, how fit they look, how strong they look, but why are they still breaking down with all the technology and the, you know, the science that they have behind them? Why are they still breaking down? I just feel the pressures of the speed gun. I remember a test match at Lords where Ollie Robinson was bowling, and I think he came back for a second or third spell when he was sort of hitting 75, 76 miles per hour. And if it wasn't for the speed gun, you wouldn't be able to really mm. tell, but the speed gun. And everyone was like, he needs to get fitter. He's not bowling at the same pace. And I, I just think, I, I think, okay, listen, he knew as an individual that he needed to get a little bit more trimmer and, and whatever. But he was a bowler who gets fit by bowling, by bowling overs. 
you know, you just see from his physique and stuff, he likes to bowl overs. There's bowlers that like to bowl overs. I'm thinking of your Angus Frasers, because I sort of put him in that mould, mm. where they can bowl a lot of overs, they bowl that sort of nagging length, they're tall, so they're getting the bounce. But now with his speed gun, you know, he's under pressure, because the first thing is, is okay, first spells are at 82, maybe 83. Then he's coming back for his sort of third, four spells, and they're sort of at 77. So everyone's like, oh, he's not bowling at the same pace. But sometimes it's situation mm. of the game. Is the wicket conducive for that? And everything speed, speed, speed. And I just think we've read too much into the speed gun for me. And it was evident again when Archer in the last series over here, when he bowled all those overs, I think headingly he got five for mm. And the wicket was doing all sorts, but he was bowling at 83, 84 miles an hour. And I remember the commentators going, well, he's not that type of bowler. He should be bowling at 99 plus. And I'm like, no, he's a clever bowler. And... He's figured out that he doesn't need to bowl at 90 mile an hour on this wicket. Well, it's funny that you bring that up because that was going to be my next question was about that spell, right? Because two mm. things happened. The first thing is what you said is people said he should be bowling at 90, 95 miles an hour. Why is he doing this? Mm. The second one that everyone said was, oh, maybe he can't consistently bowl at that pace as if he yeah. zapped all the fastballs out of himself a week <laughs> earlier, right? And my, yeah. my thought was, as you said, the smart bowler thing was, no, he's just worked out that he's – I don't know what his release point is, but he, he's got a high mm. release point. Yes, he has. He yeah. seems to ball around everywhere. And that's, that pitch mm. was good. He could basically, uh, I'm trying to think of a good comparison. He could basically become Ollie Robertson on that pitch, right? Not quite as yeah. accurate as Ollie Robertson, but because he mm. has that weird high release and because of what he does with his wrist, he could do mm. that. But there's no gray area allowed for that anymore because it was like, oh, is he tired? Is he not? Yeah. Is he not fit enough? Yeah. Is he not thinking correctly? Whereas if that would have been years gone by, we wouldn't have even known that that he would have just 100%. taken five wickets and everyone would have been going, yeah. how, how brilliant is this guy? Uh, yeah, 100%. I remember because I it infuriated me because you're hearing people on comms talking about this. And it was Mikey. Mikey was brilliant. Mikey was like, you cannot bowl at nine mile an hour every day. It's impossible. Your body's just not going to allow you to do that. It's going to shut down. And I remember it was, I think myself and Chris Tremlett were on social media going, you know, these are people that are supposed to know cricket that are commentating on him and not realising that the wicket's green and he doesn't need to run in and bowl at 90 mile an hour. If he does that, he might bowl it slightly offline, then he'll get cut and carved and they'll most probably get too many runs for that wicket. But he bowled five, got five for 50-something, I think, 54 or something off the top of my head and bowled well. And I'm thinking, why do we not just applaud the bowler that he figured out that he doesn't need to bowl that on this wicket and you just want to run into the ground, bowling nine miles an hour all the time. And I think during that series, his body has never really recovered. You know, and I can think of other bowlers who have really bowled their heart out. I'm thinking of Flintoff at Lords against Sri Lanka. And he bowled like near enough 60 overs in the, in the match because it was a dead wicket. He, he was captain and he felt he needed to bowl and, and do something. And he ended up bowling himself to the ground. And I don't think he really recovered after that, really, because you're asking your body to do a hell of a lot. And it's just a shame that with technology, and technology is good, but people still haven't figured out, like, okay, listen, I think of my favourite bowler of all time, Malcolm Marshall. Malcolm Marshall did not bowl at 90 miles an hour every game. He was a very clever bowler. If conditions needed it, he would just adapt. Mm. And it's just like now it's, why can't we allow 
are fast men, so maybe a Mark Wood or an Archer and, and, and the bowlers of the ilk who have that pace, why can't they slow it down if the wicket is not in need of that? Mm. Um, so that was just that was just my thing when I was when I was thinking about it, Jared, and I and I, I said it on commentary and stuff. I was just like, I'm surprised people that have played a lot of cricket haven't thought of that. I, I just see it. It's like the first thing we look at when we see a fast ball is like, oh, 86. Yeah, he's not warmed up yet. 87, where when I first started, and even before that, when there wasn't no speed going, it's like, geez, he's hitting the gloves hard. He's hitting the bat hard. And people on the field know when someone's bowling quick, but now it's the speed gun. And we see the speed gun thinking, that's not 90 miles an hour. Mm. Feels like it's a bit of a gimmick now, a little bit. It is a gimmick. And I'll tell you the thing that I've noticed. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com slash play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com slash play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Be a barbecue hero with delicious, ultra-low net-carb hero bread, buns, and tortillas. Soft and fluffy, high in fiber, and with zero grams of sugar, up to 10 grams of protein, coming in at under 100 calories per serving. Oh, and did I mention they taste like their mouth-watering traditional versions? I mean, what's not to love? Use code AH10 for 10% off your first hero bread purchase at hero.co. That's AH10 for 10% off at hero.co. Uh, and this is one thing I haven't talked to you about with this is that when we grew up, you hear a lot about bowlers who would find an extra gear when necessary. So you talked about Malcolm Marshall. The last kind of bowler that I that I can think of that did that was maybe Zahir Khan. So Zahir Khan would kind of bowl slightly within himself and then he'd just come mm. in and he'd just bowl that extra spell where sometimes he'd bowl wide and he'd, you know, he'd overpitch mm. and whatever. But most people on flat pitches tend to bowl yeah. a little bit slower and bowl dry, whereas Zahir Khan went the complete other way. Just like, it might reverse swing, it might not, but yeah. I'm going to try and bowl around 90 miles an hour, left arm, good luck um, facing this yeah. for a couple of minutes. I can't think of many bowlers in the world that kind of do that anymore. That idea of having that extra yard of pace within you to use when you need it doesn't mm. seem to exist because it feels to me that all bowlers are bowling at their maximum pace at all times. And that can't be right. Like, you don't really want a tennis player to be serving at his maximum f first <laughs> speed all the way through, right? You, you want it to be yeah. slightly different. You want there to be sh shades of grain, something to go up to when he needs it, right? No, no, no. Totally agree. Totally agree. As you said, you want to try and set a batter up, don't you? So you want him to feel comfortable. And then, as you said, you turn it up a little four or five miles an hour, all of a sudden, oh, that's caught him off guard, right? Hence why people throw in the slower ball because you want to get the batsman out of his rhythm, right? So why is it now that a bowler's got to constantly bowl at 90? Because when I speak to the kids or when we're doing a session and I'm on the bowling machine, they're like, sir, turn it up to 90. 
right? And I'm like, no, I'm not doing that because you haven't got the ability to do that. But, so we played against a young lad on Saturday who was by far the quickest bowler I've seen in school cricket against my school in a way. He, he was, he's been clocked at 85 mile an hour, this young kid, right? So my kids have gone from the keeper standing up to the keeper going to the 30-yard circle and I'm at square leg because I'm helping umpiring and I'm like asking the keeper, are you taking the mitt? He's like, sir, trust me, this lad's going to hit me in the chest. And no word of a lie, he did. And it was side on, so it looked horrific. And my guy's eyes just were like, oh my gosh, well, we're not used to that. And it was literally back up, the balls hit the stumps. But if you train to face that day in, day out, then it's not a surprise. So if a bowler's bowling quick and you're getting that all the time, if you're a good player, eventually you will become accustomed to that. But if you're mixing it up, you know, you're thinking, okay, look, the ball's doing a little bit. If I bowl too quick, you know, I'm overstriding, I'm slightly off my line and length, they're going to pick me off. And on a wicket where 250 first innings will be good, all of a sudden they're getting 340, all of a sudden we're behind the eight ball. So it's like anything, be it a football, be it cricket, be anything, you have to play to your surroundings. You have to play to what the pitch is asking you to do. So why is it with bowling that when someone's quick, they constantly have to bowl as quick as they can? It just makes no sense to me. You know, I know pace, you can't really teach pace. You either have it or you don't. But I just find it bizarre when, you know, everyone sort of, you know, oh, he's not bowling at 90 or he's bowling at 87. He needs to hit 90. I'm like, listen, that's quick enough. Look how the batter is playing. Both his feet are behind the crease. He's jumping around. That's quick enough. You can tell when he's hitting the splice at the bat. He's bowling quick enough. Forget the speed gun for a minute. The speed gun was there. You're watching it and you know that you're seeing fast bowling. But why is it that you've got to see the speed gun now to judge whether someone's bowling quick or not? You know, if, you know, if you watch cricket, you know how the ball's coming out how the batter is playing. Is he getting rushed? Is it going through and hitting the gloves hard? You know when someone's bowling with some serious pace, you shouldn't have to look on the TV and go, oh, that was 85. That looked a lot quicker than that. And then all of a sudden you start thinking, you know what I mean? It's like we're all sort of suckered into this speed gun. And don't forget me, you know, we're guilty of it when we're on air, when we're talking about it, we're very reluctant to, you know, to call these games. And we're like, Woody and Archer, they're warming up. They're, you know, first ball, 88 mile an hour. It's only going to get quicker. And it's just a lot of pressure. You said you're putting your body through some serious, serious pressure to bowl at that pace at a consistent level. Hence, I'm not surprised that these people are breaking down. You know, you can't withstand that type of pace for that period of time for the amount of cricket you're now asked to play. You're traveling around the world. You don't sort of go into series playing a few warm-up games. You're pretty much off the plane couple of nets, maybe a middle practice, a warm-up game, into the hard stuff. It's not off the plane, practice, state, practice, stay, ready for a test match. It's not, you, you just, you don't have that time anymore. So you have to be fit, you have to be ready, but you have to be managed in the right way and you have to assess the situation that is in front of you and bowl accordingly. That would be my advice, but hey... <laughs> <laughs> One of the other things that you said, I can't remember if you said this on air or we were talking about off air, but when you get the young bowlers coming in through Kim Bolton mm. and, you know, you've got someone who's bowling fast, one of the things that you say to them very early on is, if you're going to bowl fast, you're going to be sore for probably every day for the rest of your life. 
right? We talk about this sort of stuff all the time. We know about the amount of pressure that goes through when a bowler, you know, lands that front mm. leg. Yeah. A lot of these things have changed because we have a lot more fast bowlers now. And also because of the front foot, no ball probably puts even more pressure on a bowler's body, mm. all those sorts of things. That means that we should be more aware of what we are doing with bowlers. So on a day where there is assistance, whether it be in the air or off the pitch, or even just, mm. you know, sometimes so often you see with a fast bowler, it's like, come in and just bowl that you know, the four over spell as quick as you can. It's like, mm. maybe you could just bolt the top of off stump at slow, a slower pace and see if you can mm. strangle them the other way. We don't seem to really manage that side of bowlers as well as perhaps we did in the old days when bowlers were naturally doing this, right? You know, that we, we talked about, you know, the stories of, of Malcolm Marshall. There's, you know, Joel Garner, that one where I think he's at Lords and he's playing in the final and someone throws a banana at him and he takes mm. the ball and then bowls about two yards quicker. He wasn't bowling slow to lose Somerset the game. He's bowling slow because at that stage, that's all he had to do to get the results going in his way. Then when the, yeah. he was racially abused, he went back to full Joel Garner pace. We, there's millions yeah. of stories, about, not all racist, but there's millions of stories no. of these throughout Wait, it's like Ambie, isn't it? Wait, it's that, that famous one, Ambrose at Perth. Yeah. Dean Jones tells him to take his sweatband off. David Boone's at the other game, mate, what the hell are you yeah. doing? And he's like, well, it's bothering me. You know, the great man ended up getting 50 not out or whatever, but he cleaned up everyone else and then he bowled that spell seven for one. Mm. You know what I mean? So that, it is, isn't it, where it's like, why do you wake up the beast? Why exactly. do you, you know what I mean? It's like, he was fine bowling the way he was. He was still causing us problems, but you've now <laughs> wound up a world-class bowler. All of a sudden, we're in bigger trouble. So... Yeah, as you said, there's many yeah. points. I mean, I'm sure all of those West Indies bowlers, probably a few of the Australians that went over, you know, the South Africans, whatever, you know, there's a story about Callis getting hit on the head and bowling about three yards quicker in a, in a county game, mm. right? Mm. We know those guys could go up, but when they played county cricket and sometimes when they played test cricket, when they had the ability, they looked after their body. They're still looking for wickets. They're looking in different mm. ways. That mm. was bred into the game. And there are ways now that I know the ECB are quite good at this. They don't just look at the speed gun, right? They actually look at mm. effort levels and, you know, mm. overall biomechanics and all those sorts of things. But a lot of the rest of cricket, and, and as you said, in the media, we're just as guilty of this. I certainly mm. a, a, have been at times. In, in the rest of cricket, we do focus so much on that one thing that we're not giving the bowlers the control over that, which means that we're probably going to burn through a higher rate of bowlers until they get back on top of that sort of thing. Yeah, no, 100%. It baffled me where, as I said, you've got the science in the game, you've got the physios, the trainers, you know, S&C coach and everything, and these guys are breaking down. As I said, they look like specimens. You see them in their clothes and everything. Everything's looking trim. They're looking strong. But the rigours of bowling, and it's because it's not normal. You know, it's not a normal function to do. You're asking your body to go through a hell of a lot and on different surfaces, so the conditions in England are going to be a lot different. The rock-hard surfaces that you play in Australia, South Africa, in the subcontinent, they're unforgiving. So you have to be mindful. And, you know, I've been very lucky and blessed through my career to meet and, and know some of the greatest bowlers of all time. And Courtney Walsh was one who was played a lot of county cricket at Gloucester. And as you said, he bowled his overs, but I can guarantee he didn't bowl them all at night. now. You know, there'll be games where he's just sort of going through the, not so the motions, he's still effort because he's got that professionalism where he wants to take wickets and he wants to win games for Gloucester and more often than not, he did. But there'll be wickets where he's like, I don't need to run in and bowl at 90 mile an hour today. He'll just run because of his height, because of the angle. He's causing enough problems anyway. But there'll be certain teams or 
a situation where you're thinking, you know what, I need to turn it on today. The wicket's a little bit flat, so I need to bowl a little bit more aggressive. Otherwise, someone's going to be playing me off the front foot, but not really him, but playing him quite easily, thinking I might have to bowl a 4-5 over spell here and rough them up a little bit, get their feet moving, and then get them that way. And it's like, you know, when the great man Jimmy Anderson is bowling now, if the wicket's doing a bit, Jimmy will just go to Jimmy mode. He will move around the crease, hit the seam, make the ball talk both ways. But then there's different situations where that's not happening and he runs in harder. And then he's still bowling at sort of 80-odd mile now, which he can still bowl. But then some days, Jimmy's bowling at 81, 79, 78, whatever. And he's just using his skill and guile to get wickets. So it's A, knowing your body, B, understanding, you know, the nuances of the game. It's like people forgetting those things. It's like, if you play enough cricket, you know you'll get to a ground. You're thinking, geez, all I have to really do today is hit a seam and hit a, an area on the pitch. The batters are going to come at me because they know their name's going to be on one and I'll get some nicks and I'll end up five for 40. And there's other days where it's flat, it's going through a pipe and I'm going to have to bend my back a little bit, but my five for now is going for 80. And it's just knowing the situation, your captain and team understanding what it is that is required on any given day. And then everyone just accepting it and you just getting on with it and, and not thinking, you know, I've got a lad who can bowl at 90 mile an hour. Every day this kid's bowling 90 mile an hour because I guarantee, yeah, he might do it for two, three games. He ain't doing that for four or five. His body's not doing that. It's just not going to allow him to do that. So I think the quicker people can accept that, then hopefully we won't see the issues. But it's only going to get, you know, we're talking about what, we're 2023. You know, technology now is, you know, we're going to see, it won't be long until we start seeing that, you know, they're wearing heart rate monitors and all that. It won't be long until that is a thing on on a screen where we're thinking about, right, while he's bowling this spell, his heart rate's at here. When they're down at third or fine leg, their heart rate's at this point and all sorts of, there's going to be all sorts of... I think Channel 9 or Channel 7, someone actually did that already. I think... I'm pretty sure right. Peter Siddle played in a test match where he had his heart rate monitored. Mm-hmm. The ones that the ECB use, which I think are the catapult ones that uh, that came right. from Australia, you see sometimes mm-hmm. um, in American sports and, and football as well, mm-hmm. they give a lot of extra sort of information of that sort of stuff anyway. It's not just about heart rate as well. It's about, you know. No, it's- it, so a lot of it is, I think, I think it was Jimmy Anderson who was really upset when he went into the nets. And this goes back to your point as well. And he was ambling through in the nets, right? Mm-hmm. And he was. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he came back and they saw and they said, you were running in at 85% your normal speed. 100%. And he was like, yeah, yeah well, and- I'm not playing for two days. <laughs> like, But he realized, I think at that stage also, that everything was going to be quantified, right? And that isn't quite the case of all international teams, but it's certainly the case of England. So it will move around the rest. The other thing you talked about, Courtney Walsh, I should have put this in my notes, but I completely forgot this until you started talking. Courtney Walsh yeah. used to use the speed up, speed down thing as a strategy with his short ball. Right, I think I yes. think it was Andy Roberts who might have first. Andy yeah. Roberts. Yep. And so they would bowl a bouncer and let you hit them for four or six Correct. at a like fast medium, and then the next ball they would bowl at three times quicker, and you would top edge it, you know, over or it would hit you. Right, Correct. that is part of the game, and I do think again a lot of those things have moved away a little bit. There's one, one other thing I just wanted to mention is mm. you mentioned slow balls at the start. I think now we are at the point where we can. Uh, move away from uh, the average 
speed. So, yeah, yeah, so what we look yeah, at yeah, now yeah. is, you know, when you're working with CrickViz or when you're working with an analyst, they'll go, okay, well, when this person's bowling at this speed, we're assuming mm. they're trying to bowl at their top speed and their average speed is this, but here's their slower mm. ball speed. And we can, we can work that out easily in a way that we couldn't when you were playing, right? In those days, right, it had to yeah. be average. But the interesting thing about that is, I don't think a lot of people know this, unless you've played cricket and actually tried to bowl one. Bowling a slow ball isn't less effort. Right, and if you no, if you listen to a lot of players, correct. you can hear that Monica Sellers grunt. Right, like th there's a giveaway with some of those players. Your arm speed has to be at the same amount, and then you're twisting your shoulder, your elbow, and your wrist. So I think I think for those who haven't bowled pace, they think that you know slow balls is something else. Slow balls is still I I would say it probably puts a whole different kind of stress on your body than normal fast bowling. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit slash play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at slash play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Mm, that's the, well, that's the trick, isn't it? I mean, I always remember Goffey saying, you know, when I was young and stuff like that, like your arm speed has to be on par or even quicker, because obviously you're trying to create the illusion that you're bowling the normal delivery, but there's obviously a slight difference in either the way you're holding the ball or the way what your wrist does that tricks the batter. And that's what you need, because obviously they've only got that split second to try and figure out what the hell is going on. But it's like people try and reinvent the wheel of the game of cricket. I said, listen, the batsmanship of it has changed. You've now got lad guys and girls hitting the ball 360, yeah? I said, as a bowler and way the field is set, the batter generally knows what you're trying to do. So then it becomes a, a game of bluff. And then it's a game of who is going to show first, right? So if fine legs up, are you going to bowl me a bouncer? Because if you do and I get a top edge and that goes for four or six, I know the captain's looking at you, but you can't become predictable. There's only so much you can do as a bowler, okay? We're in a batter's world because people want to see four sixes and the ball going to the boundary all the time. So bowlers have to become smart. As I said, there's only so much you can do. Slower ball, slower ball, bouncer, you know, wide yorker, follow the batter, good bouncer, top of off. Can you hit your length on a regular basis? There's not too much you can do. Where batters can switch here, ramp shot, do all different things. You know, it's very, very difficult, right? So you have to, A, you're going to have to practice it. So that's going to take even more repetitions mm. and pressure on the body because you can't just go into a game and think you can turn it on we are not robots so it takes a lot of practice hard work of which then that takes more pressure you know some people say they haven't perfected their slower ball it's taken two three yeah. years you know it's not an overnight or oh, i can do this for a couple of weeks and i've got it they're like no i'm you know to feel confident enough to do it in a game where it's televised there's thousands watching it's taken me two years to figure this out well that's a lot of repetition mm. So that's more pressure on your body. And as we've just discussed, it's just as hard to bowl the slow ball 
As it is to bowl a normal delivery that you're trying to bowl quick. So it's wear and tear. It's all of these things. And going back to what we were first talking about is the pressures of the speed, though, the speed gun, it's emphasised that tenfold for me. And I, I, it just made me think when it happened, I'm just like, this person's still bowling quick, but we're governed by the bowling machine and it's they're bowling quicker than 83 mile an hour. You know what I mean? You, that, this kid's not bowling 83 mile an hour. You know, that's more 87. But the speed gun's saying 83, and I'm like, nah, that's nonsense. You know, so... He's going to be pushed next you, ball, isn't he, to... to yeah. yeah. He's going to be pushed now to, right, I'll bowl this. I'm going to have to sort of bowl it because the coach has told me I need to bowl 87 plus. You know, I remember Ryan Sidebottom when he got into the team. Mm. You know, Duncan Fletcher was adamant that he needed to bowl above 85, 87 mile an hour. Well, Ryan did for two years, but what did that do to his body? Because he naturally was a sort of, I would say, 83, 84, could bowl a slippery delivery type of bowler. Yeah. But then he got into the England side and Duncan, I need this guy to bowl 87 mile an hour. And listen, for two years or so, Ryan was unbelievable, what, 77 wickets, and was very, very successful. But his body, he wasn't able to do that. He's obviously still played county cricket and got a lot of wickets, but that was through guile, cleverness, just being a very good bowler. But he wasn't able to bowl at the pace he bowled when he played in that team in that time when he was sort of one of the figureheads of, of the England attack. Mm. You know, won the T20 World Cup in the West Indies and he was bowling, as I said, 87, 88 mile an hour. His body just broke down. And there's been many a bowler in the past that have, you know, for Simon Jones and things. I mean, obviously that didn't help when the outfield at the Gabba, but, you know, he had to bowl at those. And it's like, you can't do it. You can't, you can, you can well, not. It, it, you know, I know you're a big fan of basketball as well. Uh, I think it was one of the mm. Van Gundys put out a tweet recently saying, so when I coached, you know, we didn't have that many health professionals around. We had like a team doctor. Mm. and Now they have all these, you know, biomechanists working for the team or whatever, but there are mm. more injuries in basketball. And what a guy who mm. works in that so side of it says, if you go back and you watch the games in the 80s and the 90s, there's a lot of players not running right? There's not as many mm. switches. There's not as many zones. People aren't covering yeah. the same, you know, people aren't shooting from 35 feet. So you don't have to run out and, <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and, and do that. Cricket's yeah. created a sort of similar thing with fast bowling, right? Whereas what mm. we are now asking is probably more like what baseball was traditionally, right? Well, certainly baseball got mm. there before us, which is every pitcher needs to be at 99% of what they can do every time they're at the mound, right? Yeah. We're pushing that towards bowling it feels that a little bit like what's happened in basketball and probably what happened to baseball when they first started doing it is what happens first is the bodies break, right? And so you either need a lot of bodies and, you know, there's been a lot of cricket teams that have gone through a lot of fast balls in the last couple of years, yeah. or yeah. you need to treat them a little bit differently. And that feels like where we're getting to from a cricket point of view right at the moment. Yeah, 100%. 100%. I totally agree. You know, obviously just recently, you know, Archer's got a has come back. Woody, the same. You know, he has a lot of issues with his with his ankles and, and stuff like that. He's had a lot of operations. And, you know, the pressure he puts through the crease when he bowls at that ridiculous pace, you can't sustain that for a, for a amount of time. He's the other side of 30 now. It's hard work. It's hard work. And now you're asking these guys to hopefully play in a test match where I know the game's moving forward, especially on the Stokesy and McCullum, mm. but you may be in the field all day. You may be asked to bowl a third and full spell. That's hard work. You know, that's hard work when you're just used to bowling the archer of recent times. He hasn't bowled more than four overs. Mm. So you now are saying, look, we might need you to bowl four or five overs in a spell, but you might need to do that three or four times. That's going to be tough. And as you said, 
we're always on a lookout of fast bowling. Obviously, they don't grow on trees. Lads are bowling sharp, but it's they're not playing the seasons. Even when you watch county cricket and like young bowlers at Surrey and like Atkins and and all these lads, you're thinking, okay, they bowl quite sharp, but can they bowl sharp for a season? Yeah, yeah like you, that you used to see those greats bowl, but I can guarantee they weren't bowling quick day in day out. They were still quick enough. But they weren't bowling nine mile an hour every game. You, you go back, Ambrose, Walsh, Donald, Pollock when he came over, Trinath when he came over, he was one of my favourite bowlers, loved him, such a good bowler. Um, Javagal Trinath, you said Zahir Khan when he came over, played at Worcester. You know, they weren't rapid every day, but obviously they had that switch that if they needed to turn it on, you knew you were in trouble. But that's a skill. You know, it's still, even though you're bowling, for, that's a skill to be able to control that ball, propel it pretty much where you want it to, to make it uncomfortable for the batter and doing that for a period of time as these guys did, right? But at the moment, you know, you're not seeing that. I mean, Nokia at the moment, I would say, is is a physically strong individual and he's able to bowl. You know, he's, he's playing sort of all formats at the moment. Rabada, but he's also a lad who can turn it on and off. You know, he's 300 test matches, wickets now, so he's, he knows his game and he will bowl 84, 83 miles now, but he can turn it on to 88. So it's a blend of experience. It's a blend of knowing how your body is, but that takes time. And, and, and all the bowlers we talk about who have done that for a long time have played a lot of cricket. And I know the game's changed. There's a lot of format cricket, you know, franchise cricket about. So guys are getting pulled to pillar and post. They don't really play a lot of championship cricket, especially the elite cricketers um, that are after playing these things. But it's hard, you know, you're bouncing from format to format. You know, even though like you have the riches of it, I mean, you're, you're putting your body through some serious, serious uh, pressure to, to do it on a consistent level, right? So, no, no. Hopefully, I don't know. I don't think anything's going to change. I think it's only going to get to a point where it's more, the, the, you know, the style for, we want to see pace, 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 pace. But that's just, that was just me coming from a player that's played no speed gun and mm. speed gun, it was definitely in the back of your mind that either the coach and the staff or the players are going to think, oh, Tunes is bowling within himself. How dare you bowl at 82 mile an hour? I need you to bowl at 87 mile an hour or whatever it is, you know. It, yeah. And the pressure's doing that. Your body's going to break down, man. It's, it, it, it's hard work. Beautiful. Thank you very much for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening. There is more information on my guests in the show notes. Please support them where you can, but also support us. If you can't help out on Patreon, every single review, share, or word of mouth suggestion to your friend helps us. However, this podcast is made available by the people who support us at Patreon, so thank you to all of those who do. There is a link to the Patreon in the show notes. Red Inker is made by me, Jared Kimber. Nick McCorriston makes the best audio anyone can from random Zoom calls. We also have a great support team from 42, with Rati Joshi on socials, Orijoti Senapia, and Meda Akam producing some of the shows, and Makanda Banredi as the head of YouTube content. Our theme tune is by the Red Cricket.
Social Podcast Network.